put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke I'm never gonna choke when I'm tying up the rope So here we fucking go It's time to get real gassed It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast How's it going? Hey Ron, how we doing? Good. I was wondering if you're going to join then. No, no. I was. Uh, I've not used this anchor thing before, so I'm kind of like, oh, how how does it work? But I sussed it out pretty quickly. You know, text oh, cool. and all that. Yeah, because I haven't really seen it from your side. I've just been like, oh, you literally just click the link, and then I guess would you just put your name in, and then no. So I I clicked on the uh, the link you sent me, and it told me to copy it, put it in Safari, and then I had to put like my name and like an email address in to join your little record call thing. Oh, I didn't know. So, yeah, I thought, I thought it was just like you clicked on the link and then it um, opens up a web page or something, and then you, you just chat through that. No, no. So it it just sent, told me to to use it on the uh, on the Safari thing, which was I think that they'd make it a bit more user friendly, but wasn't too difficult. That's not. I just ended up getting a call. Definitely, way, isn't it? Definitely have to edit that out. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, what's the like sound quality been like? Because I've like tried listening back to it. I think it's been better. Yeah. So so I had a listen to the most recent one you did, and um, it's so much better than the, like the quality that you did with the one with Rumscum. Um, it's yeah. a bit, it's a lot clearer and like um, I don't know. It's just not as muffly. Yeah, I sense. think like you can tell it's not from like as if you've put your microphone next to your phone recording from a phone call sort of thing yeah yeah so, i always thought that was going to be the uh like teething problems to start out with and i've kind yeah, of said well, to a few people like the just initially even just starting is better than not doing it so yeah, yeah even definitely. even though they're shitty i'm probably going to keep them on there for as long as i possibly can <laughs> yeah man no that's cool. um so i'll probably edit all that out <laughs> and just start <laughs> that's cool start, like, no are you doing called Stevie or is it Stephen? Because I was just um, well, both. I mean, my my actual name's Stephen, but people call me Stevie these days. Um, there's a few weird reasons as to why I get called Stevie now, but yeah, um, Stevie's fine. Stephen, whatever you want to call me, really, <laughs> whatever your best, uh, whatever you much prefer to call me. Either way, doesn't Fair matter. Well, okay, I'll say Stevie because that makes more sense if your handle's Stevie Tattoo, doesn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> uh, awesome. So. Yeah, just tell me a bit about you and kind of how you stumbled and, and fell in love with art, I guess. Yeah, cool. Um, well, as you know, I'm called Stephen. Uh, most or everyone really these days, because obviously my handle's Stevie. Um, everyone knows me as Stevie. Um, 22 from a little town in North Wales, but a tattoo in Wrexham, which is a bit more of a well-known town. Um Hold on, I'm just going to close my window because the kids outside are screaming. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. I the tattoo thing was a bit weird. So um, I was in college, and on my days off, I um, I was kind of like, what, 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 what do I want to do? Like, do I just want to sit here and play video games all day or whatever? And at this point, I was um, getting quite good into my art, and um, someone said to me out of nowhere, they were just like, why don't you like? looking to do in uh, tattooing and I was mm. like I mean it's not really something that I'd thought about like I'd had a few tattoos by this point but I'd never really thought of it as a career sort of thing 
Yeah. And then, um, yeah, someone just came to me and was like, why don't you just give it a go? Like, you, you, you could be quite good at it because this type of uh, drawings I was doing were like tattoo illustrations as they were. So, I mean, it would have made sense to go down that route. That's kind of cool. So you almost just stumbled upon it? Yeah, so I stumbled upon it, really. And then, um, you know, I was, like, talking to the people who were tattooing me at the time, and they were, like, giving me tips and tricks on how to do, like, a, like build a good portfolio up and stuff. And then I just went around a few uh, local studios, and luckily one of them was like, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take you on. And then they, uh, I was with them for about eight months, and I, and I hadn't tattooed anyone at this point. I was just practicing on like fruit and fake skin and stuff. Mm. And then um, I can't remember the reason why, but for some reason that studio closed down, um, so I kind of got got left in it really because I couldn't couldn't like carry it on. But then um, another studio up in Wrexham had seen my work and noticed that I'd been like kind of dropped in it. And they were like, "Oh, we've um, we've just promoted our apprentice up to like a junior artist level. Would you would you be able to come down and have a chat with us? Because we've seen that you've just been let out of your apprenticeship. Do you want do you want to try and give it another go? I mean, it's like half an hour away, but it's definitely worth it because I'm actually tattooing people now, so it's uh, it's all worked out. But yeah, definitely, you were kind of lucky, I guess, in, in the sense yeah, that you, oh, yeah, I'm you're so lucky." Yeah, like you didn't really know what you were gonna do, and then you're like, I kind of like drawing, and then you just yeah. started. Well, yeah, stumbled into a tattoo shop, and then found another one, and and it yeah, literally it, was, really well. it was like it just did like a domino effect, really. So like everything was just happening like really, really fluently. Like I don't know, it's it was weird how it all came about. But honestly, if I wouldn't have had that conversation with my mate saying, you know, oh, why don't you get into tattooing? I probably wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> so. Mm. But it's weird because, like, I haven't been doing art for my whole life. Like, I'm not one of those people who are, like, you know, if you ask uh, anyone who's, who's done art or quite good at art, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've been drawing since, like, two years old and I've my I've, my whole family's all done stuff artistic. And I'm like, no, I'm, uh, I'm the only one in the family who does anything to do with art. Um, I, I started drawing when I was, like, I don't know, probably in high school. So, like, I was that little... Uh, well not so little because I'm quite tall but I was that guy who was just like you know sketching little doodles in his book when he was bored didn't want to listen in class like and then my mates were just like your sketches are like actually pretty good considering that you're just doing them really quickly in class and then they were like why don't you just do like little sketches and just post them on Instagram so at the time um my username was just like Stevens designs or something I can't really remember um and then yeah, when I when I got my apprenticeship, um, the first w- way people started calling me Steve was my boss. Um, he was like, "Oh, um, yo, Stevie, Stevie, Stevie." All this, ta- all this, everything he said was Stevie. He never called me by my real name. So when people were coming into the studio, they started calling me Stevie, and then I changed my handle <laughs> to Stevie, and then all my mates call me Stevie now. So it's kind of just stuck. But. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty yeah. much how I got into it. And obviously now I am where I am. Um tattooing on skin now, which is cool. Uh meeting lots of people. I've had people travel from quite quite a few distances across the country, which has been insane. Or uh, just to get tattooed by you or Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I've had people I've so far, um the furthest is probably Bristol. So a girl travelled up from Bristol 
um, to get a tattoo from me, which is a pretty far distance for, for an apprentice anyway. Um, I've had a few people from um, Manchester. Uh, a mate of mine from Liverpool travelled down. Um, a girl from Leeds has come down. Um, you know, she came down on her 18th birthday, actually. It was her first ever tattoo. So cool. that was quite crazy to have someone travel all that way for their first tattoo on their birthday. Like that was that was quite a cool one. Yeah, definitely. It seems like you've got a natural talent for it then. If um you kind of never had that training before and you were really good at doodling, and then now people are seeing your work, loving it, and then prepared to travel to get tattooed by you. And like you said, you're an apprentice, so it's kind of nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Like, I don't know. I'm I don't know, it's 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 hard because I'm quite a chilled out, laid back person. So I've got a lot of time for a lot of people. So, you know, if, if people want to come and have a chat with me when I'm not tattooing in the studio, like I have so many people coming down to the studio all the time, just, you know, having a chit chat and just watching me draw or anything like that. And just like, just having a general conversation. And it's just nice to have that connection with people as well. And, you know, that, that builds up a good client base. Cause when they can start to see that you're, quite an approachable person because obviously you want to get a tattoo from someone who you can have a conversation with whilst being tattooed or someone who doesn't kind of like put you off if that makes sense yeah i suppose there's nothing nice to sit in there in silence yeah because like i see it all the time in conventions where um there's quite these big named artists um and they just sit there with headphones on and i'm like yeah i understand it's a convention so it's quite a quite a busy and loud place but you know, you don't want to be ignorant sort of thing with the, mm. the client, even if they are just there from a convention to get a tattoo. Like, the fact there's, like, 200 artists in in this one room and they've chosen to get tattooed by you and then you're just sitting there with your headphones on. It's it's kind of ignorant, in my opinion, but... Each yeah, definitely. Own. That seems really, a really shitty way to approach that. Yeah, but everyone's different. I'm, I'm just quite old school in my ways where I just like to have a chat with people and I prefer speaking face to face and just getting to know people and stuff plus you know if i if i have a conversation with people um you know they're they're more than likely to come back and then you grow that client base and then it turns into a friendship as well because like i've i've tattooed um two specific people who have had quite a few off me now and uh one of them i i've never met them before in my life before i started tattooing them and then now they're one of like they're they're a really good friend of mine so it's uh it's quite a cool thing. That's awesome. Um, so in terms of the, the like the lockdown, how has that affected you? And uh, what have you been up to to try and stay busy? And because you see all these like, um, what are they like ten pound raffles? And yeah, yeah. I think I shared one yesterday. It was uh, I forgot his name. Um, he's just doing like little doodles and he's selling for a couple of quid. Oh, are you doing? Yeah. What was his name? Is it Pokey? Yeah, Pokey Steve. He um he was doing the two pounds like little little sheet things. Yeah, see, I saw that. I love getting artwork from um, people that I worked with. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it and was like, why not? And then I shared it because it it really makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. 100%. Um. So have you thought? Have you thought of anything about like that, or how are you coping with keeping your creativity up? Um, so, I mean, as far as tattooing's going, the only way really it's affected me is obviously i'm not i I can't learn to tattoo any further than where i was when before this lockdown thing happened because 
you can't learn to tattoo unless you're actually tattooing. Like, yeah, you can practice on like fake skin or fruit and whatever, but it's it's just it's not the same because like you don't get that like um, kind of you know people flinching or different skin types and there's so much there's so much to it that people don't realize people just think oh you're just drawing on skin but it's 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 not that's what i thought it was to begin with and god was i wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well i suppose yeah i suppose in your like free time or your downtime maybe you're able to focus yeah, more yeah. on so the I've, art uh, and the style and i've been trying to do like uh, an a5 size sheet a day um just to keep up with like um different designs and stuff uh I've not really been doing anything as as terms of like raffles and stuff. I mean, I did do my merch um a few weeks ago. That was quite cool. Um with that with another a brand. I can't remember what Lost World or something they're called. Um they were they were basically it is, doing yeah. a thing where um they noticed that some artists were struggling. So what they did was they were like, right, okay, so what we'll do is we'll print you this um you, whatever your design is you can put it on a t-shirt we'll put it up on our site for a week whatever the profit we make from the t-shirt you get to keep all of it so i thought that was pretty, pretty, nice. that was pretty cool um so i had a i had a few people buying buying t-shirts someone from america bought one so i was like that's quite cool that my page is reaching like across seas that's that was pretty pretty insane yeah i suppose that's something you don't really realize with like well the internet but you should like everything you post can reach anyone in the world well i don't know it's weird for me because like my page my my tattoo page isn't actually like really huge you know for the likes of like like rumscum for example who's in like the first thousand nearly hitting two thousand or wherever he's on i i I can't really remember um but like i'm i'm not even hitting a thousand on instagram yet and there's people who are like constantly liking my things like my page is quite active all the time like it's never dead so even though i don't have the numbers i've got the interaction so i quite like that because um that's another thing that i've been doing whilst this lockdown's been going on i've just been talking to a load of other artists and you know getting to see what they're doing on their times off and, and just that sort of thing but yeah it's like the perfect time to network isn't oh, yeah, it and to just reach out to people because they're everyone's available pretty much oh yeah well no one's got an excuse these days to say obviously unless the likes of you yourself who do still work um <laughs> do you know what i'm the worst procrastinator ever and i almost cancelled today as well i was just like mm, can't be bothered <laughs> nah, it's, cool, man. It's, it's it's no worries but yeah i, I get it like i because I, I don't do tattooing full-time um so I'm I'm a barista as well um, in Starbucks. So I kind of do part-time with each. So I work so many days in the studio and so many days there just because the, the tattooing as it is as an apprentice, I don't make enough money to be able to pay my bills. So, but one day, one day I'll be able to get there to work full-time. That's the, that's the goal anyway, but I'm not in any rush to reach that goal. I'd rather take it steady and learn the procedure and do everything properly first. Um, not, yeah, not, definitely. not jump myself in the in the deep end and kind of screw things over um, yeah well you might end up regretting it or hating it well, if you yeah, do it the wrong way I guess I mean I'm enjoying it so far but you know there's there's always that way to jump if you jump into something too quickly then you can kind of lose the passion for it whereas if you just do it gradually you kind of keep that passion there you know 
Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly end this and call you back because I think there's a bit of an echo on okay, my yeah, end. Cool, no. No reason. Yeah. Hello. Awesome. So I think is that any better? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's fine for me. Is it any is it echoing still here? Well, I've put headphones in now, so it should. Yeah, it's only a bit for me. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine and won't come off the recording. So we'll keep no going. Reason. Um, yeah, I mean, so I was going to kind of ask about that, like Lost World collaboration and stuff. And so, was it you that approached them, or did they approach all the artists? Or um, so basically, they just put a post up online, and there's um, there's a page on Instagram called um, Tattoo Shops Closed, and basically, what it is, uh, an artist has made this page so that other artists that are like selling prints or paintings or merch they can upload it to this instagram page by sending it in in like a dm mm. and then um basically it's just a place where people can like have a little look through it's kind of like a catalog for artists basically that's what it's turned into now um and basically you can just go on there and then um you know if if, if there's an artist piece of work that you quite like the look of or you know, um, a painting or something that you, you can just buy it um, through the artist off this off this page on Instagram. But um, this brand um, basically they uploaded um, a little statement on this Instagram page saying, you know, if any artists are struggling, um, I'd be happy to make you merch, blah blah blah. And then it basically just goes into the context of you send them a design, they'll print it, however many they sell on their site within the two weeks or however long it was that they put it on their site. Um, they just PayPal you back the the profit that they make and you get to keep it all. So that was quite a cool idea, in my yeah. opinion, to like help out other artists and stuff. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Kind of jealous yeah, of I kind of I I liked it. I think if I was bigger, it would definitely have uh, worked and something that I'd have done, but... I think the worst thing for me would be like approaching a load of people being like, yeah, I'll do that. And then selling like three t-shirts or something. So <laughs> yeah, I guess they've yeah. got like, that bigger reach and they because they're on the 20, Well, I think it's, I think it's a guy who works with like so, some other company who do the printing for him on like a pre-order sort of, sort of thing. So like you, you, however many they sell on, on their website, they just print how it, as, as they sell them basically. So they're not, losing out on stock if that makes sense so they're not holding back a load of stuff ah that makes sense that's pretty cool so i mean like you know they're they're not investing a load of money to start with they're not holding loads of stock but they're just selling it as they go on so i know i mean i think they've kind of got a good idea with that um, and it seems to be working because their page is kind of getting stronger and they're they're selling quite a bit so it's you know it's quite good and it's also helpful for like artists themselves who uh who are kind of thinking ways to be creative and ways to just make a bit of extra money while they're while they're not making anything, if that makes mm, sense. Definitely. I think that's been quite nice to see, like all these random things that keep popping up that all the creative people have started doing. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's super cool. And and like you said earlier, you know, the um the connection that people are having and the, the different interactions online, like it's a nice it's a nice environment to be in, even though it is a bit a bit shit being locked inside and you know all that sort of stuff it is nice to be able to have that time away to talk to other artists and to talk to other people about different artwork and just to you know just to kind of enjoy the the time until we all have to go back to that normality sort of thing yeah definitely i mean for me it's like it's real good because 
I did two episodes. I recorded two episodes on Sunday, obviously an episode today. I'm going to try and yeah. do like release one a week for as long as I can. And the fact that everyone's at home and like you said, are kind of bored, looking for stuff to do, looking for ways to be creative and they're jumping at the chance to have a chat, which is awesome. Yeah, no. And plus it's good for you as well, because, you know, if 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 all these pages have got their their own fan base that have got like interactive sort of feedback, then it's going to help you out as well, because, you know, they're obviously going to be saying, oh, look, I've done a, a podcast with Doom and Gloom. And then that's your name getting out and then other people will hear it and then other people will see it and then they'll come to your page. And then it, it works both ways, doesn't it? It kind of helps each other out. Yeah, I really hope so. I kind of realised that. Uh, a while ago that that's probably the best way to get anywhere these days is to just do collaborations and talk to people and shout people out and yeah just be social because like it works for everyone on youtube doesn't it all those people that do like the collaborations and share audiences and musicians do it and like i don't know why brands don't more well yeah exactly yeah yeah 100 percent. and i don't know i mean it sounds really weird, but the, the best thing about it is it doesn't cost anything. Like, it takes, like, such a little amount of your time as well to just, you know, something as simple as, oh, look at this cool design that Doom and Gloom have just put out on a T-shirt, and then you share it on Instagram. If 200 people see it, you know, if even one of those 200 people buy that T-shirt, then it's 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 done its purpose, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, Exactly. So um, it's just little basic things like that. That's yeah, I, I find just, quite cool. It's just helping each other out. Like there's nothing better than doing it. Like I think through doing this podcast, I've just I've heard of like, oh yeah, I found them through you. Like I think yeah. um, oh, I forget his name. Is it Thrasher X? Whatever. But yeah, yeah, Thrasher. He, yeah. he was saying that he'd. Was it, no, it wasn't. I get confused. I did two at the same time, pretty much. Um, <laughs> One of them said that they found a tattoo artist that I shared. Um, and went and got a tattoo from him. That's cool. And I was like, that's amazing. And just all the like the way people link up and stuff is just because I don't really see it, but it's nice yeah. to know that it's kind of happening. Well, it's word of mouth is like the best form of that sort of getting getting a person's name out of there because you know you can post or you can share things as much as you want, but unless people like, especially with tattooing, I kind of like the word of mouth side of tattooing because people can physically see it. Cause like, I don't know when people walk around, they're like, Oh, you know, Stevie did this from Wrexham. Then they're like, Oh, what, what, well, what studio is he? And I'll go and check him out. And then they come and get a piece off me. It's like, that's really cool that someone's looked at a piece of art on someone else and thought that's really cool. I like that. I'll go and get something of that similar style. It's, and then, you know, the whole domino effect thing again, it just repeats itself. And I quite like that about the tattooing industry that people can look at something on someone's body and say, that's really, really cool. Um, I want something like that. Mm, yeah, so I suppose it's the super old and effective way of uh, getting promotion, isn't it? Just word yeah. of mouth. So, um, so in terms of like the fashion tattoo art stuff, uh-huh. Where, uh Well, yeah, yeah, that, that does make sense. I was like, does that mean? Um, where do you see it going, and, and like, how does it work from your end? Because uh, again, it's not something I really see. Because I, I approach the artist, but I don't know what it's like to be an artist to be approached from a brand to be like. Do you mean like as if um, a design was like put on clothing, sort of fashion? Yeah. So like, if, then... if you, if that, 
Like, I don't, I don't, how, how do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like that question didn't make sense, did it? Um, so, yeah, I guess what I want to know is, like, what's, how does it feel and what's the process you go through from the artist side of what, a collaboration? Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, I understand yeah, yeah. now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I've, like, approached that and said, like, I kind of want this, don't really know. I mean, yeah, what's it like from your end as an artist? Um, I mean, I personally, I've not really done super super amounts of collaborations like i've done quite a few like small little collabs with other artists but more on a brand perspective um obviously i've done that um that thing with you guys the other day for that big brand promotion um which is quite cool how's that going by the way um i think it's going well it's i I think i realized that two weeks is possibly too long although i have seen a lot of people post and comment on it today so yeah it's In my head, the the way I wanted it to work was like it'd be a bonus for the person that wins because they're going to win a load of stuff. But then, yeah, almost 100%. selfishly, from like a brand point of view, there isn't really a network, and like it's nice to have those other brands that are like a similar level or like slightly uh, bigger than you or slightly smaller to yeah. have that kind of conversation with people. And I think we've all got a tiny bit out of it. Yeah, no, so, 100%. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite nice from that point of view. Like, I really enjoy talking with and just helping anyone out and trying to give advice and offering sheet suggestions. Yeah, um, and that's yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Like, yeah, well, it, as it long just, as you've got out of it what you what you sort of envisioned, then you know. Yeah, I mean, all of it's just like loads of followers, loads of likes, loads of comments would be amazing, but it's not quite gone that way. I mean, it's not been a total flop. Um, but yeah, I think the my idea of what like we'd all get out of it was that more of a sense of a community and like sharing ideas and tips and offering advice and asking questions and that kind of stuff. Because again, I don't I don't see why brands don't do it more often, and they're sometimes yeah, perceived no, as like you, you just see a brand and you're like, but they don't really post anything about who they are, anything about what they like. Literally, yeah. just his bit of clothing, his bit of clothing. So yeah, in my head, I think it's worked kind of well um i don't know what if i do it again or if i'd go try and do a smaller section of brands yeah um and do a giveaway or just do like an artist one that might be quite fun to do like i don't know pick 10 artists and just promote that and then somebody wins like art from 10 artists i don't know that might be a different way to do it but still a similar sort of thing yeah definitely no i um i feel like I'm constantly having these shitty ideas. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, like it's it's good to have different ideas about different things. Like like that that thing that you mentioned to me um, yesterday or earlier on. Like I think that's a really cool idea. Um, like I'm not going to mention it because I don't know if you don't want people to know about it. But I think it's a really cool idea. I think I mean I can just say that if not, um, I probably forget. But what the one around's like? Uh, was it? in terms of like getting people to no it was the um you posted something kind of about it on your um on your story it was yeah about the zine um little idea and then all of the little ideas you know like um doing it quarterly and all that sort of stuff and you know putting little codes in hidden away yeah all this yeah i really like that idea because um so I think I've mentioned it like once on one of the episodes, but like I was a massive, I kind of still am like a big Johnny Cupcakes fan. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he did completely right at the start was 
he used to use buy something at like a teacher forum and you get a sticker, you get a, a trading card from like his childhood. That's cool. Which would be awesome. You get a little pin badge with like the logo or it would be random and he had hundreds and hundreds of designs. So you get like a random pin and people used to collect those. And then he did um I think they were called like the Cupcake Chronicles. Mm-hmm. So he ended up making about eight of them and it was just like a look into the brand and like art and people they work with and an update. And I was like, no one does the same thing. And then that kind of got me thinking like, well, it doesn't make any sense if I just do it about me, but if I kind of shout about all these like amazing people that I've talked to and chatted with and like worked with and that's going to be a positive for everyone yeah and then, no, definitely. yeah i think and it's something that i haven't seen anyone really doing either no it's, well i've i've not really seen that because like i don't know it's so easy for people to just go online and have a look on a website these days at what or what like um i don't know what products they've got to sell but not i've not really seen any brands doing the kind of like oh so in the last four months this is what we've been getting up to behind the scenes this is a few design ideas that we've got in the mix for like the next set of drops but you know people who buy that magazine will be the only ones who'll get to see that sort of content so it's kind of like i don't know it's kind of like a vip section to doom and gloom oh that's great i'm definitely not um no you're, you're completely right that is exactly what it is and i think like abandoned ship did it really work, uh, good as well when they did their like subscription boxes yeah yeah if you saw those i used to buy those and i loved it um because you'd pay the money you'd be like oh what am i gonna get and you get like random t-shirt a couple of stickers an art print yeah, like, yeah. maybe a key ring like that or, cool or whatever surprise yeah that's almost like what i want to do with this as well like on a, on a smaller scale like a little magazine um and then other random little extras that i try and do as well yeah, so yeah like you're paying the like whatever it is i don't know it might end up being about a fiver um but then yeah you're getting that like you said the vip section of it so it's like an in-depth look behind the brand future works different like lookbook type style stuff i think it it's gonna be really good and even if it doesn't work it's something different i've tried because yeah i, I, think well, I mean the thing that's is what, if, if you don't it makes, try it then you're never gonna know are you yeah exactly okay definitely been thinking a lot about that lately and that's why i'm like doing the podcast and thinking of all these random shitty ideas because i was like the the brand is the brand and there's a million other like clothing brands out there and, like what is it that i can do that's going to help me stand out well that's that's and it those two, you don't want to be those two ideas are going to be hopefully things that help yeah well at the end of the day you know if you if you just give it a go then you know what's the worst that can happen if you do one magazine drop and it doesn't work then you don't have to do it again but you know at least you've given it a go um but you know if you do do it and then it blows up out of nowhere like you're like oh my god geez like so many people have fucking gone and bought this like i was not expecting this then you know at least you know you can drop another one in like i don't know two or three months and then just keep it going because you know what have you got to lose by trying new things because if no one else is doing it you might end up starting a little sort of trend of that sort of thing and being like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of cool that I started this. If that makes mm, sense. Exactly. And that's the uh, linking right back to the start around, like just starting with the stuff. Um, had the idea years ago or about a year ago to do a podcast and I kept putting off because I didn't have the right stuff. Yeah. 
and then I just thought if I don't do it now somebody else is going to beat me to it whereas at least if I do a couple of episodes and they're kind of shitty but then I get them out of the way and I get more confident and all that kind of stuff I can always delete them later and then when people go onto it it almost looks like I've started better or whatever like I think a lot can be said for just starting well, well doing it. yeah I mean the thing with podcasts that I find the most I don't know if it's awkward's the right word but I like when I listen to something like I love listening to podcasts in general but I much prefer to like watch something where I can actually see the people talking so like like you know like the insta live things i think i think they're so sick like i love those because you can chat with people whilst being able to see them but you've also got the interactive chat as well so you can like have questions from like anyone else who's watching that's why i kind of i i just Mm -hmm. fell in love with instagram live for that sort of reason um but yeah like the the podcast idea is just really really cool because like you said no one else is doing it so the fact that you've thought you know what i'm just going to push the boat out give it a go and it's obviously worked because you know you're on like i don't know what episode this will be but you've got a few recorded yeah episode eight yeah see see what i mean and it was like what maybe a month or two ago that you started it so yeah you know you you, you're making the right sort of progress with it so you know it's definitely working from a viewer's point of view anyway yeah well that's it i keep thinking like these chats are really good and stuff, but what is it that's adding to their value? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of questions and, and things that are going to make sense and, and help people. Because mm-hmm. um, it's just pointless. Like, otherwise, I'm just literally having people on. I'm like, hey, what do you do? Like, how are you? What's going on? Like, yeah, you just don't want that typical, you know, dry conversation. Because um, mm. no, no one listens to it. You want to engage the people within, like, the first, I don't know, two minutes of your podcast. Otherwise, they're just not going to sit there and listen to the half an hour or so like i don't know like the one you posted the other day that was like over an hour like but it was quite informative like everything that was being spoken about so you know you kind of yeah, just I didn't sit even there realize that, that time i didn't even realize like all that time had gone it was crazy yeah like i i, 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 I was quite... to the other day and i was kind of just sitting there just listening and i was like it finished and then i looked and i was like as if i've just been sat here for an hour <laughs> That's awesome to hear. That's, I think that's been quite nice as well. Like on Saturday, I got, obviously did those two podcasts and each of the people gave me some really nice feedback and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I got tagged in a post as well. And someone was like, oh, have you been drawing us into all these like podcasts and doing them? And I was like, holy shit, like, this is really nice. Yeah, no, it, it is it's so, good to get positive feedback. But I mean, like, it's nice. To, I think it's nice to get negative feedback sometimes as well because you can kind of learn from it. Um, but obviously getting the nice, the positive feedback is obviously the better the better option mm, i suppose that um links nicely to uh like the influences and like people that you admire so that could be like art or just anyone um because i know there's someone i've seen you post about him that we both have in common that like influences us yeah Who's that? <laughs> but you can talk uh it's gary v oh yeah man oh gary v <laughs> he's literally like the god of pushing people to do what they want to do like yeah. he's such a dude um I'd, re- I'd love to meet him in real life you know i reckon he's such a an intelligent and quite a i don't know i just the way he speaks and the way he words things as well kind of just like it packs that kind of punch into making you think shit i need to get off my ass here and actually do something than just sit around and do nothing 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm trying to do all these different things. And because I've been listening and watching for ages and that's what he says, isn't it? Like, yeah, I guess to the point where you're like, you just have to do it. And you're like, oh, fuck it. Okay. Um, but yeah, massive influence to me in terms of everything. And that would be amazing. Like you said, to me, um, but who are like other artists or people that you have that influence you or you admire? Uh, well, I mean, admire a hundred percent. There's a guy up in Liverpool who um, called Mike Davis. He tattoos traditional stuff. He's actually doing my back piece. Like we've not got much left to finish on it, but he's, uh, he's done my whole back um, and he's just such a sick guy. Um, he's, he's actually, I've been following him and like been with him before I even started my apprenticeship because um, his fiance is an apprentice or was an apprentice at the time. And um, she's basically tattooed my whole um, right sleeve uh, as an apprentice. And he was kind of just like in the same studio as her. And um, we just got chatting and stuff because we have very similar interests with like music and art style because he does, like I said, traditional as well. And um, yeah, he's been kind of helping me out way before I even got like my apprenticeship itself so um i owe quite a lot of my my uh kind of tattoo inside of things to him because he's like t- taught me so much that i would never have known um like different styles of painting like the spit shading um technique like i i looked online at loads of different techniques and then he showed me this specific way like after he was like finishing on a session with my back he was like, oh, do you, do you have like a spare hour or so and I'll teach you this cool style with spit shading? And then he kind of just sat there, sat there with me and showed me it. And then it's what I use to, to this day now to paint my, my uh, spit shade flash. So, uh, That's awesome. So is there the kind of uh, people you want like to surround yourself by and people that are willing to help you and, oh, yeah, and go 100%. that like, extra? Like... It's like um, I've got another guy called um, Joe. He's uh, he's an artist. Uh He's based in Greater Manchester at Butcher's Block. He does like um, trash poker. I don't know if you've heard of that style before. No. Um, it's it's. I'm not really too knowledgeable knowledgeable about it um, because it's not obviously it's not really a style I've researched much into. But it's kind of like interpreting graphic design into tattoos. Um, it is quite cool actually. If you um, if you just like Google like. Um, trash poker um loads of stuff will come up um yeah now looking at something that's quite cool i didn't know that was the name of it. yeah so it's it's just a it's a certain um one specific artist actually kind of created it and um it's just like different combinations of surrealistic um and graphic style stuff with like letters and it's it's very calligraphy style in my opinion because you've got like those dark scratchy sort of things about it in like the backgrounds of the image um but anyway um joe does that style in greater manchester and uh he's really really good but he's kind of helped me with like um i don't know he's he's very knowledgeable about like the traditional methods of tattooing so he's like you know like tuning coil machines or setting up stuff like that he um I remember sitting up with him at like two o'clock in the morning for like two hours on FaceTime. He was just like showing me all these different techniques with things. And he's just a really cool guy. And um, I only met him last year um, at Wrexham Tattoo Convention. Um, I'd, I'd never met him 
before that, obviously. And then uh, we've just been talking to and fro on Instagram every now and then. Um, but yeah, he's quite a cool guy. Uh, obviously, if I was to put inspiration, Sailor Jerry, um, a tattoo artist from... He's probably one of the legends of... Well, he is one of the legends of traditional tattooing. Um yeah, I mean, definitely. you've pro- you've definitely heard about him. Um, I don't know anyone yeah. who's quite into tattooing that's never heard of Sailor Jerry. Um, and you've got like the the stars of like um, Lyle Tuttle. You've got Ed Hardy. All of those. I love their style of um, artwork, and I kind of like to do repaints of their stuff. Um, that's kind of the style that I'm into. But I kind of like to make my tattooing a bit bolder, so I don't really like to use thin lines in my artwork. Um, I'm quite a bold, bold lined person. So rather than the, the typical artist might use like a five liner needle, I'll I use like five shaders or like nine shaders, which are really thick, um, thick needles. So whereas you you might use like a a bic pen, like as a typical artist, I'll use a sharpie. Yeah. If if that kind of makes sense. Um, okay. But then I still incorporate yeah. the traditional style into it. So it's just like bold traditional, basically. Um, it's it's kind of like what Rumscum does. He's got kind of like really thick lines, but then I just kind of put a traditional twist to it and put color on it. So that's mm, so that's, that's kind of really cool. like so I I get influenced by those really old school artists, but then I kind of put my thick bold twist onto it, and um, just to kind of make it a bit more unique, um, to to the style that I want to do. So, mm, yeah, so I was, I was then looking for some of your art on Instagram, it's really nice. It's, it's good to see like your little progression as well from like the first couple of bits you posted. Oh, you're you on my Instagram like, now? now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like that first first piece I ever done was crazy. Um, it was just, um, it was, I think it was the first day I was there, and then I got my license, and then. Um, a mate of mine was just like, you know, I want to, I want you to be the first person. I want to be the first person that you tattoo. Um, I don't care what you tattoo on me. I don't care if it's shit, if it's amazing. I, I just want you to be, like, I, j- I just want to be the first person you tattoo. I was like, okay, sick, nice one. Um, so he kind of just sat down. He got this little switchblade, um, straight razor style um, piece on his thigh, and then, um, yeah, I've done a, a few decent tattoos since then, like. One of my favorite early pieces is definitely the dog meat one. Um, it's like um, from the Fallout. Fallout yeah, isn't that's it. it. Um, from the Fallout game series, like that's a really cool piece because I was just really happy with like how how consistent the line work was in that um, in that piece. But um, yeah, I don't know if I was to like look at my Instagram real quick now. I think my favorite piece so far is probably. Either the the little watermelon that I did, um, or I quite I was really really happy with like the elbow uh, spider web I did because they're quite a difficult tattoo to do. Um, yeah, I suppose like you said because the what are you yeah. using is curved and all sorts, but yeah, that yeah, was well. well t- t- typically, apprentices don't really do stuff like that, but I was just kind of like, I think I could do it, so. The girl was like, yeah, I, I trust you. And she sent me healed photos of it now, and it's healed so nice, like nothing's dropped out or anything, so I'm really happy with that one. But, yeah, like if you do go right back to the bottom of my Instagram, because there's not a lot of posts on there, because um, I cleared it all off when I changed my username, but 
like when you go from like the early stuff to like now when you can like look at what my paintings are like now like they they even i can see that they're so much better mm-hmm. it's even just the way they're like presented like the Put a board around them. We've got a nice little stamp. Yeah, in that there. stamp has, has been so sick. Like I used to sign everything, but then I was like, it, it's it's it looks cool, but it's not as consistent. I kind of I like the consistency of of it with, with be, having the stamp there. So you know, it, it basically just says what it does on the tin. It's like my name tattooing on my Instagram. What more do you need? But it's like it looks professional with the stamp there. I don't know if. Some people agree, some people don't, but I like it, so I'm not going to change it. <laughs> no, it's real nice. Oh, cheers, man. <laughs> um, so in terms of yeah. like your goals, what's like your one year, five year, and older kind of goal or plan? Um, one year, get out of quarantine for one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that should happen by the end of this year. That's it. Yeah. Um. No, um, I within a year, I'd like to, I'd like to start to get a client base that'd be quite cool. So you know, getting um, a few people coming to me consistently for a few pieces, um, that'd be really nice. Um, I do want to progress quite a lot with my spit shading paintings, and I want to start doing bigger pieces because at the moment I'm sticking to like A4 and, and smaller. But I kind of want to work more towards like A3, A2 sizes, um, doing massive flash sheets. That would be quite cool, like to put up on the wall in the studio. Um, there you go. You're back. It cut out then. I heard client base and that was it. Oh, did it cut out? Oh, okay. Um, so I kind of just want to grow a client base. Um, I can't remember what I said now. Oh, I think it was like, um, I, I basically, I just want to grow my client base. So like have a, a consistent amount of people coming to me for like work. So um you know they they might say oh stevie come and let me do your um you can you can have my whole leg and you can just tattoo what you want on my leg like that'd be really cool to have uh, a nice client base um i want to progress with my um spit shading techniques as well so i want to kind of do, start doing bigger pieces um because i've only stuck to like a4 size and smaller but I want to get bigger, so like doing like A3, A2, maybe even A1 sheets, so like big flash sheets, so I can put them up on the wall. Um, maybe not. I know. I know numbers. I've I've always been a firm believer in numbers don't matter. But I'm really close to a thousand followers on Instagram, so I kind of like to hit a thousand before the end of the year because I've I've got a few ideas in my head for like giveaways and stuff when I hit a thousand. So that'd be really sick. Um, You're not that far off either, like. No, I'm I'm just looking on. I'm just on there now. I'm literally like 200 away. I think not far away. So, you know, I think I think I'll hit it. But I'm not I'm not really fussed if I don't. But yeah, I've got a cool idea for when I hit a thousand followers for like a cool giveaway, um, little competition thing. To say like thanks to everyone who's like followed me up until this point. Um, but yeah, that's probably it within a year. Just and obviously just like the typical stuff like progressing with the tattooing and. You know, just getting everything cleaner and a lot more—I don't know—consistent, really. Because with tattooing, you—it's just practice. The more you practice, the more consistent you'll get. Um, so that's probably it. Five years. Obviously, I'd like to get out of the apprenticeship within that time. Um, it's weird a, with apprenticeships because, I like, say, is no... there a typical time limit, or is it literally just no, like when you're ready, like... you got told you're ready? Yeah, that's basically it, man. So, like, you could be an apprentice. 
an apprentice for like a year and then your artist might think geez you've like picked it up really quick and then they'll bump you up to like junior artist but then you might be in an apprenticeship for like three years or five years um it all depends on like the studio um what your mentor thinks of how well you're progressing um it, it all just depends on on the person so whenever my boss turns around and is like yo stevie you're you're getting quite good now like you're progressing quite a bit um i'm gonna bump you up to junior artist then because there's no like actual qualification with tattooing it's more like once you get your license as long as you've got I don't, every like county has a different rule but for for the county that i tattoo in you have to have your license um first aid and a biohazard certificate that's literally all you need to to tattoo um i didn't even realize so, you had to have all that stuff it's kind of crazy yeah, yeah. So you've got to have a biohazard infection control certificate. So you've got to do a little course online that teaches you all about that. Um, you've got to have a first aid. Well, the studio, someone in the studio has to have a first aid at work certificate. Um, but I just got it anyway because it's handy to have. Um, and then obviously a license because you can't tattoo without it. That's that's a given in every county, but I'm not sure. Like, Because um, I know of an artist... Um, live she um lived dodge she tattoos in like newcastle and um their rules are different to like how we have them down here so i'm kind of like okay that's a bit weird but you know whatever every county is different but yeah um i'd like to get out of the apprenticeship become a full-time tattooist so i don't have to work in starbucks i mean there's nothing against it because i really like working there i like the people who work there and stuff and you know getting the coffees and that's good but uh i'd like to i'd like to do the tattoo in full time um and then from that obviously any any tattoo artist who says they don't want to open their own shops lying um i was gonna say it seems to be like a common thing like i think yeah you go through and they're like right now i want to do my own yeah like it's it's like you know like for you, for example, like if you're starting a clothing brand, you don't just want to be doing it in your bedroom your whole life. Like you want to open a shop. Like when I've listened to your podcasts about you opening that kind of skater coffee shop sort of thing, like that's such a sick idea. Like I, I love yeah, that. Nah. Uh, I really do. I think it would work so well as well. Like Yeah, yeah, definitely. A little store, a little coffee shop, a little skate shop, and then like the warehouse above it or something would just be brilliant. Yeah, because it's, it's just different again. Like it's not like, oh, you walk into a Nike shop and you just see – like Nike everywhere. Like it's like that. It's like your the doom and gloom brands kind of fulfilling the sense of community within like everything it's doing at the moment. I've noticed, which is sick. Like I love it. I love anything to do with like interacting with other people and anything like that. It's just so cool. But yeah, I'd kind of like it'd be nice to have an own shop. But I don't know. I'd love. I'd love to guest spot in um, in America somewhere or australia so yeah, that'd be amazing yeah like just to do a guest spot in a in quite a reputable studio in like the states or in in australia or something just something like that would be a really really sick thing to do um but yeah own shop um doing the guest spots um just just little things like that i don't really want mad mad life goals really as long as i'm happy i don't really care <laughs> I think I say it like, I don't know if it's just the, the growing up or whatever, but like, I'm kind of the same. Before I was just like, well, I want this, this, and this. And then you start going over and you're like, mm, 
maybe as long as I'm happy, like yeah, I'm it's healthy, like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I want a Ferrari, I want a, a house of like ten bedrooms and a massive garden, and now I'm just like, I'd be happy with a cabin in the woods as long as I'm as long as I'm happy. Yeah, it's just crazy how like your everything shifts. Um, it's just odd, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 insane. Like, but you know, I think everyone goes goes through that same phase. So, but yeah. As as long as as long as I'm happy doing the the nice, cushy little job that is tattooing and making enough money to pay bills and just having a nice lifestyle from it and meeting people, I'm I'm not really too fussed about anything else other than that. Really, it would be nice to have an own shop or a guest spot, like I said. But time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll get there. <laughs> Hopefully. So yeah, in terms of like. Um... Uh, do you have anything that you want to chat about or talk about or any questions Um, Um, because I like to kind of get feedback as well like in terms of yeah what do you want to talk about like uh, how's how's isolation been for you because I know that for you you're obviously a key worker working um, in the supermarket so what's it what's it like from like a key worker's perspective because obviously I'm I'm stuck at home all day so other than taking the dog for a walk, I don't leave the house. So what what's it like from a perspective of someone who actually works in the industry while all this madness is going on? Like, um, it's really weird. Yeah. So uh, I haven't even noticed a difference. Really? <laughs> Not really. So yeah, because I work like super early shifts. So I either start at like two in the morning, okay, four yeah. in the morning or six in the morning. Um, so I have to go to bed early. And I'm normally tired in the afternoon, evenings. Yeah. Uh, and then when I'm at home, I'm either doing like Doom and Gloom stuff or I kind of play video games. Yeah, cool. Because uh, my fiance doesn't get home till about six normally. All oh, right, okay. Um, is she a key worker so as like, well, is she? Yeah. All ah, right, cool. So you're both, uh, you're both kind of on the front line. Jeez. Yeah, so we haven't really seen it. Like, it's, it's so odd. And then I'm not a very... I don't really go out that much anyway because I'm normally tired because I've done like the early shifts and, and all that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so odd because all these people are moaning about being stuck indoors. And I'm like, I have to go to work. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not nice being stuck indoors. Let me tell you, but I just, I just kind of want it all to be over. But yeah, that that's insane that you haven't really noticed the difference because I've got a few friends that work in like quite big supermarkets, you know, like Asda and whatever, um, and Aldi and stuff. But they're like it's crazy to see how like when it first started blowing up, they were kind of like, why, why is everyone panic buying all this stuff? And you know, all of that. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. Cause I didn't panic buy anything. Um, like I know a few people who did, but it's, it's, it's weird. Like the whole thing's just mad. And I, I don't know if you've noticed, but at the moment, every, every single conversation you could have, you could talk about anything, and this whole scenario will come up in conversation at some point. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, I, yeah, no, it really does. I mean, it's just the, like, I, I say I haven't really noticed it, but, like, when I'm at work and there's people walking around and they're, like, full-on, like, gloves and masks and just, like, avoiding people, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this stuff actually goes on outside. Yeah. The only thing I've noticed is that it just is busy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, stuff line, is moving the lining so up outside of shops kind of kind of gets me. I'm just like, yeah, I can understand because you don't want shops to get really packed. But like, it's just mad how many 
like you just see you just go to like asda for example and then you're like oh shit yeah i forgot you have to line up with like 50 people in front of you to go and get a loaf of bread yeah exactly i've been quite lucky in that respect as well because i work in the supermarket i haven't been shopping in about two months yeah because i'm just picking everything up on the way out because <laughs> i don't have to queue yeah that's a start so like why would I go and waste my time and keep on another day? And so I just pick stuff up on the way home every day. Like, Yeah. Well, it makes sense. You're doing the right thing by doing that. Yeah. I think the only thing that bugs me is that I'm not able to push as much as I want to with like the brand and stuff. Yeah. Cause this is the perfect opportunity to just smash everything. Mm-hmm. Like no. I'm pretty sure like Gary V said the same sort of thing, didn't he? Like, most people what's this thing like most people are pausing and this is where you like this is where you need to like be pushing yourself forward like into like fast forward sort of thing yeah and if you can't make it work then you've got a problem because like everyone is on their phones everyone's eyeballs on the internet because they're not doing anything else so figure it out yeah and that's constantly in the back of my mind as well like what can i do what can i change what who can i reach like and that's why i've done that like big giveaway the podcast thinking about doing that zine trying to work with artists trying to just do everything because yeah. a cool thing that's what i'm thinking about a cool thing that a few brands do i don't know if it's if pro- you probably have looked into it or considered it um is like uh, brand ambassadors yeah so i, I mean I am a brand ambassador for another brand, for example, and I have been for a really, really, really long time. Um, and literally, it's just something as simple as like, you know, they buy an item from your from your kind of collect. And then as a thanks to being a brand ambassador, you could choose like 10 people to be brand ambassadors. And as a thank you, they get like their own personal discount code that they can like promote to people and say, oh, if you, for me, let's say, for example, you said, oh, right, Stevie, I want you to be a brand ambassador. You could turn around and say, right, here's a discount code. You promote it to people, say to like, right, if you put Stevie 10 in at the checkout, you get 10% off. But then I personally would get a discount code that could be like a jumbled up amount of letters and numbers and then you give me like 30% off to be like oh thank you for being a brand brand ambassador or you know little things like that like that could be quite a cool thing for you to think of Mm. but but then it's but then you've also got the other end of the stick where it's like if you do that to 10 people and it doesn't blow off but then as brand ambassadors they're buying things with their discount code you're not making enough money and then it kind of it's it's that pros and cons but I mean, with every brand that I've seen do it so far, it's worked because, like, I've I've seen brands that have jumped from like a thousand followers to like ten thousand followers in like five six months just be from using brand ambassadors. Hmm. I actually hadn't even considered that. I just every time I see it, like, because it's normally like, oh, to be ambassador, only picking ten, you have to share this image and like all that crap, and I'm like, I don't want to like that. Yeah. Every time I see it, it puts me off doing it. Well, the way the way this um, certain brand did it for us was like, oh, you've bought quite a few things from us, so as a thanks, we're gonna give you the opportunity as to be a brand ambassador. So, like, I don't know if you if you go into your archives of like how who's bought certain items, and if a certain person stands out to say like, all oh, right, so in this amount of time since I've started, they've bought like I don't know five t-shirts two hats or something you'd be like right they've obviously invested money into my company so as a thank you i'm gonna ask them to have the opportunity to be a brand ambassador like that's it that's and it it doesn't cost anything by doing it because you're getting free advertisement from that person 
they're wearing your clothes as a promotion from it and they're get they're benefiting it uh, benefit benefiting there we go i can't speak english god um yeah they're they're gaining that from being like right so i get a discount code but i also get a discount code to give to my friends because then they'll go to your website and buy stuff using their discount code so you're still getting you yeah you're losing 10 percent, but it's like you're getting you might get three extra sales a month than what you would have exactly even losing 10 percent of three extra sales is still three extra sales exactly, so. yeah yeah i hadn't actually properly looked at it but definitely um, I, definitely I mean you know anything's better than nothing but yeah i just know it, like quite a lot of brands do that and it seems to work Hmm. See, this podcast has been quite good for me because I feel like I get something out of every episode. It's really good. I mean, is there anything I can do to kind of help you or not advice, but like, yeah, anything I can do because I always feel like I'm getting stuff from the other person. I don't really feel like I'm giving much back. So, um, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's nothing more than what you've already been doing. Like, it's cool to like, it's really nice to see brands like shout out artists and like give them the opportunity for collaborations um and like sharing that artwork like per- personally on my perspective like i feel really fortunate that you asked me to do that brand giveaway because not only has my page and my artwork been seen by just your brand but it's been seen by the other the other seven that were involved as well and everyone yeah i i, I was quite happy with that because i said to the brand i was like look he's on the artwork i'm tagging him obviously says on it if you could tag him that'd be great yeah well I, I but like, don't don't one. feel like you. I was like, don't, don't feel like you have to. But like, it would be amazing if you did. And I think pretty much all of them. Yeah, yeah. You. So I I followed back every single brand that was included into it, and um, I think I, it all looked very generic. So I think I don't know if you writ, did like a write up and just copied and pasted it to them, and then they just posted it in their post. Um, but literally every single every yeah. single one tagged me in it, and I think I I literally I'm pretty sure I gained something like thirty followers, which doesn't sound like a lot, but considering it was just from eight brands from a little like a little giveaway, well a big brand giveaway, but still like thirty followers from just doing a drawing that that was just like something to pass the time that you asked me to do, that's really cool. So yeah. I don't know, it's just little things like that. It's just really cool, and it goes a long way. And the fact that brands do it, it shows that you're getting noticed um, just for doing little things like that. It's quite cool. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. It's good to hear, because I was kind of, I was worried that you weren't going to get, like, as much recognition as you deserve from it. So it's good that you've yeah. got something out of it as well. 20 or 30 followers from it or something like that. I got, like, quite people liking the 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 posts on your pages because I kept kind of kept tabs on on the pages just to see what people were were interacting with it seeing like oh this is a really cool idea and stuff like that so that was kind of cool too like it seems we both benefit benefit I can't say that word <laughs> <laughs> benefit <laughs> yeah seems like we did both benefit from it quite a quite a bit so awesome but yeah definitely i'll um i def i like i said to a lot of people but i definitely need to get like a collaboration with you in the works and figure something out yeah. and like 
smashing amazing design. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100%, like, especially now, like, I'm very happy to do collaborations with anyone. Like, I know I know Rumscums asked me to do a split sheet with him at some point, um, so I think that'll be quite a cool thing to look out for um, really soon. Um, if you... mm. Oh, I said it with, um, so we did a podcast with Dipstick on yeah. Sunday. I said to him, I was like, why don't you do a live, um, like, flash slip sheet with yeah. someone because that would be amazing to see and she's like well i was like well each do a half live like and chat with everyone and then at the end of it you can edit it and then put it together and then yeah. post it like, that would be amazing to see i would love to see two artists talking about what they love like interacting with the chat and drawing that, that, like that'd be amazing like, let's say hypothetically like myself and dipstick or dipstick and rum scum or so anyone who's got access to an ipad um because on i think i'm not sure if you can do it on instagram live but still you could like record the instagram live on your phone and then draw on the ipad do the split sheet at the same time and then with ipads you can like send it to each other by email through the cloud and then you can have like right, so the past hour we've been drawing here's the finished split sheet so everyone kind of gets a little look at it before they post it like yeah that's a really cool idea yeah, I thought so. I think it would just be really nice to see because it, it is, again, something that has probably been done before, but I've not really seen it. And it would be nice to see that like big old collaboration between artists just at the yeah, same time. Like, yeah, definitely. Because, like, I don't know, because I, I found Rumscum through you. So I followed you first. I can't remember how I got following you, actually. I think someone who I follow on my personal account shared something that they were wearing of your really quite old stuff at the time yeah. i was just following loads of clothing brands and little things like that and then i was just like oh that's sick like this design's really cool and then you started posting stuff about rum school and i was like oh no way and then i followed him on my uh, tattoo account and then we just got talking and um, i was speaking to him earlier actually like um we've been on we've been talking like quite recently like quite a lot so it's quite cool that i've managed to find other artists through your club. so that's like like again that sense of community quite cool mm, it's definitely good to hear that it's working that way because that's what i always wanted like i share something cool someone's like that looks cool and then they follow that person and then like you've had yeah that interaction with yeah. them that's really nice no it's it's really sick like every every from my my personal opinion like everyone's got their own opinion but my personal opinion you're doing everything right um, it's just kind of, I think now it's just finding that balance to be able to not push too much out at once. Oh my and god, we're this back is really... for a third time. Lucky, <laughs> yeah, it's never been this bad. I don't know what's going on. It could be the wonderful thing that is, um, Wales internet. Um, basically, it's shit. <laughs> just to put it bluntly <laughs> so it could be fault from my end so if it is i do apologize um i will get in touch with the government to tell them to get their ass into gear and to get better internet in wales because it's shocking oh dear <laughs> i can't even remember what we were saying now um i just kept looking at it going it says he's there I was like, either. Yeah, I was, I, I was just kind of rambling on, and then I, I was like, I finished speaking, and then it just went dead silent, and I was like, "Hello, <laughs> hello," <laughs> and it was just like, "Oh, shit, maybe it's dropped off again." Brilliant. 
Um, but, yeah, I think I think it was just on the lines of like, I was just basically rambling on about how I thought you were just doing really well with like what you were prog- what you were doing and how you were progressing and that you were doing everything right. I'm sure, man. Yeah, it's 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 always really awkward because I, I mean you probably like feel it as an artist as well, but like you feel like you're doing stuff right, you feel like you're progressing, you're doing really well, but you're not getting any rewards. Yeah, and it's that whole if you know you want to do it then you've just got to be in, like, completely in it and just in it for the long haul. And I think as soon as I just started accepting that as the, like, if I just live this, if I'm totally involved and I just want it forever kind of thing, yeah. then it will just happen at some point. So, yeah, I, I guess it's the no, same. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, so. I don't know. It's like the weird, the weird thing is, like, usually the best thing happens unexpectedly. So, like you could put something out and you might think, oh, it's really, really shit. But then as soon as you put it out, you know, 10, 10, 20, 30 people might like it. Then they'll buy it and then they'll share it. And then because their mates are into the similar style that they're into, they'll be like, oh shit, I'm going to buy that because that's really cool. And then before you know it, within a week, you've sold like a hundred of this certain thing that you've put out. And then that could be the one thing that just like clicks out of nowhere and you've blown up. Yeah, that's true. It's just, uh, yeah, it's this the waiting part, isn't it? Which is the the most annoying, like, yeah. sooner or later. Every, everything comes in waves, like... though. Like, like tattooing definitely comes in waves. Like, I, from from when I, for as long as I've been alive, like, I've known it to be really popular and then for it to die off and get really quiet. And then certain styles, like, blossom out of nowhere and then certain styles, like, kind of die off. Like, the style that I do is kind of growing slowly now. Um, before that, it was kind of, like, the realism style. So, like, a lot of people were getting, like, these realistic, like, lions and pocket watches and roses and stuff, um, which, you know, it's not what I'm into, but if other people like it, then, you know, I'm not one to judge um, because a lot of people probably don't like what I have, but that's that's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of just that, that, everything comes in waves but a time will come where you'll do something and then it'll just blow up out of nowhere like i don't know like like the other day i sold my first my first um set of paintings like one guy he's he owns a barber shop um in the next town along from me um i've never met i don't know who he is i've never met him in my life um and he kind of messaged me on instagram and i was like um he was like, oh, have you got any of these paintings for sale? And I was like, um, I, I don't really sell paintings, but I'm, I'm more than happy to sell them if you've got any that you're interested in. Uh, interested in. And he was like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to see how much you charge for like these three. And then he, I basically said, I've never s- sold any, so just give me a price of what you think they're worth. And mm. um, if if I think it's worth it, then yeah, sure, we'll we'll do it. And basically, he bought like three, three of my flash and um, my my um a5 size flash so they're not even that big and he was like if 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 i give you 60 quid for all three is that all right like 20 quid each and i was like yeah that that's that's sound like go for it that's fine by me um and i it turns out he only lives up the road and how he found out about (laughs) me was um i was walking home from um the car from doing the shopping i was wearing like um a t-shirt that had like my my uh design on the back of it and then he just, he seen it and noticed it. And then as soon as he got home, he messaged me and was like, oh, I really, I really wanted to put up some local tattooists artwork. And it was just like by chance that he'd seen me walking along the bottom road 
And then we're just like, yeah, I really like this. I'm going to invest some money into his paintings. And so when he's opening his barber shop, he's going to put them up on his studio. So that it's just real little things like that that just come up out of nowhere. It's like it's, it shows there's a silver lining in in like all negative situations. Like just right now, when I was thinking I wasn't making money with the tattooing, like someone just out of nowhere who I've never met is like, "Can I buy three paintings?" It's just really, it's just mad. It's quite That's awesome. Yeah, then it like spurs you on, doesn't it? Because you're like, "Oh yeah, this is actually." going somewhere yeah like it, give, it gives you that boost of confidence as well because it's like oh if, if someone who i've never met or never spoken to before actually thinks that my artwork's quite decent then obviously it's not as bad as i think so then it kind of progresses you to want to paint more so i guess i guess that's similar for you as well though like if someone puts if you put out a certain design on a t-shirt and it sells really well then you might find different variations of that design um and then post a few other things out and then more people will buy it and then word gets out more and more and then eventually like i said not too long ago like you'll find that one thing that you'll just blow up out of nowhere with and then your brand will just get known and then that, that'll be it i mean that's the dream and then go uh part-time at my shitty day job and then uh half live the dream and then <laughs> progress even more and then fully live the dream yeah, well, the thing is, if you rush it, it, it'll never work. You've just got to have that, that patience and just know that with time, it will eventually get there. It's just the, the annoying part of it is no one will ever know how long it'll take. Like, for different people, it takes a different amount of time, doesn't it? So, Yeah, that came up on like one of the other episodes. Like, you don't realise how old some of these brands are. You just, you just think, oh, they've only... You know, yeah, it took it, about two or three years. Yeah, was it the one that you did the last episode that you posted with? Um, was Jordan or virtual, virtual, virtually unknown? Yeah, to, yeah, that was it. He was talking about that, um, about how Nike was like 20 years old or something, and how like that brand, oh, what are they called? That really weird brand. I don't know, I don't really wear stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, because I, I looked at it while I was on there. Was it Boliega, Boliega, whatever it was, that Italian one? Oh, Bal- Balenciaga. That's it. Yeah, that, mate. That stuff is so weird. Like you wouldn't see, you wouldn't catch me dead wearing that. But I mean, <laughs> if people want to buy it, then sure. But like, yeah, it's crazy to see. Like, like I'm quite into my like Supreme like skater brand wear, um, because I used to, I, I well I still do now to to certain. So I used to buy used to skate quite a lot. So I wear like very stereotypical like Vans and stuff like that, but. I, I wear quite I wear quite a lot of Supreme stuff and I was so shocked. Like I've I've been into Supreme for quite a while and I had no idea how long Supreme had actually been around for. Like I just knew out of nowhere it kind of blew up. Um, yeah, well that's what I thought. I was just like mm, the brand they've probably been around like four or five years and it's just way longer. But it, it's insane. Like they they started before I was even born. Like, like well, that's like, it. And then they were just slowly plodding along and then eventually they just hit that one thing and then they had like I think I mentioned it again. Like so, the worst bit around starting is actually starting because when I had one item on the store, no one bought anything because it was one item, and you could tell I don't just started. Yeah. Whereas now I've like got a load of stuff and I'm slowly ticking through it. And I guess it's the same with like Supreme. They started, it was slow. They bought yeah. more stuff. They built it up, and then eventually it kind of took yeah. off. The um the it's one that I realised was um super dry for me. I bought a jacket. Yeah when I was in college and uh, I was like, oh, this brand's well good. They've probably been around like a couple of years and they'd, this was like, I don't know, 10 years ago. 
and they'd been going for like 10 or 20 years at that point. And I was like, holy shit. Like, know, it's you crazy. don't realize, you just expect success to happen. Not overnight, but like most people are like, oh, by the end of this year, I'll have 10,000 followers on Instagram and I'll be a massive brand. And realistically, it's going to take like four or five years to get anywhere. Yeah. Unless you invest a shitload of money in it. That's it, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a tough one, really, because no one can ever predict that sort of thing because everyone does things differently. Like, you know, like, for example, like doing this podcast, other brands haven't thought of it, but you're trying it. But then from this podcast, you're getting ideas for your brand from the people who you've done the interview podcast with. So like, I really am. It's crazy. Like, I've given a couple out, but I feel like I'm getting way more from it than the person I'm actually talking to. Yeah. Which is kind of... It's an odd situation because I I thought it'd be like an interview and we'd have a little chat and then like yeah. I don't know yeah you'd get more out of it but I feel like I'm getting loads <laughs> so yeah the thing that I've noticed though with you with all of the podcasts that you've done so far they don't feel very interviewee like it doesn't seem like right here's a question answer it for me and then I'll answer you a question and vice versa like it just seems like a general chit chat which makes you want to listen to it because it doesn't sound boring like a, an interview. So mm, that's awesome to hear. A couple of a couple of people have said that. Yeah, and that's so odd for me because I'm someone that is not chatty at all. Yeah, but I've I've noticed that your confidence in your t- speaking has kind of progressed as well. Because like from the first interview, it was like a few things are like well, not the first interview, the first podcast. Like you can kind of hear like the the shaky tone to your voice because you kind of like shit. What do I want to talk about? But now, yeah, you, now you're kind of getting into it. Um, you know it's kind of flowing a bit more now. So you're kind of understanding how it works and how other people are going to react to certain things. So you kind of know what to expect. So, you know, given like time where you've done another 20 podcasts, maybe you'll, 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 you'll get to that point where, like you said earlier, you can go back and delete some of the first few that were shit. Um, They're really embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll look like you've been doing it forever. And you know, it's just cool. Like, yeah, but it's sick, man. Like how how you've gone around thinking about doing it and stuff. And I mean, like it's cool to to know that you're willing to push the boat out and and not be afraid to try new things. Because I know a few brands like to get quite stuck in their ways of doing stuff. But it's nice to see um, certain brands do different things uh, and not be afraid. To yeah, do. I think it was um, like looking back to like, abandoned ship, like. When I start looking at their Instagram before, like years ago, they used to just do like public shots and, and kind of that stuff. Yeah. And then as soon as he switched it up, when I think he reached to like over fully of the company and started doing art, his own art and stuff, yeah, he posted a lot more of just random shit, like weird designs, weird photos of the brand, and they seem to do better. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's obviously what people want. They want to see the weird behind the brand person, random shitty art, like weird photos and all that stuff, as well as here's, a, here's something I'm selling. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're right. There's there's so many brands that don't do that and have just solely like, here's a product shot. Here's a really nice photo of my T-shirt. Like, here's another one. Here's another model. And you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, you sell shit. Yeah, literally. Like, it's just, it's just boring because it's too repetitive. But, yeah, the, the way you're going about it is definitely a... a a good way to be going about it cheers man that's good to hear it's all good man so um do you have any kind of final thoughts or questions or or anything to ask me to write stuff down i don't know i kind of like things to flow 
Um, like like I said, I can just talk about anything to, to anyone and just kind of veer off, as you've probably noticed. I just jamber on about anything, but uh, I'm doing it now. Um, but, like, I don't know. I just wrote a few random things. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What old person things do you do? So, like, if you were to consider a thing that you do to be quite an old person thing to do. Mm, I can't think of any... I can't think of any old people things, but I can think of the moment when I realised I was getting old. <laughs> so um, I'd had a shower and like the shower curtain was doing that, like starting to look a bit horrible. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I need to buy a new shower curtain. Right. And then I was like, hang on a minute. And I looked at the tag on the bottom. I was like, oh, yes, I can wash this <laughs> in the washing machine. And at that point, I was like, well, I'm fucking getting old. So <laughs> literally, <no. laughs> Yeah, no, that's it. That, that that was the moment when I was like, oh, what has become of my life that I'm excited about being able to wash this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little things that kind of get to you and you're just like, oh, yeah, I love that. That's like, say, yeah. a trip to the shop for tenner, but shit, it's making me look like I'm 60. Yeah. Yeah. Not funny. Um, how long do you reckon you'd last in a zombie apocalypse? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I put a lot of time into uh, Zombies on Call of Duty, so yeah. I feel like I'm pretty prepared. I've not played <laughs> that new Call of Duty yet, so I don't know what it's about. What was it? Yeah, is it any good? Yes. I'll have to get you on. Me and 8-Bit Core. Um, so Tom from 8-Bit Core, we've been playing it almost every night. Yeah. is It, it is cross-platform, isn't it? It is, yeah. So, yeah. If you've got it on... Well, yeah, you can download it because it's free on whatever platform you've got. I, I, and we can I start use playing some games. You use it, that's fine. I've got Xbox. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I've, I've not got live at the moment, but yeah, we'll, um, we'll have to do that. I'll have to, I'll have to invest in it and get it because I know a few people have told me that I need to buy it, and I haven't played Call of Duty for a long time, so it'd be quite cool to get back into it, especially whilst I'm not doing much at the moment. Like that'd be quite a cool thing to do. Definitely, that's um, actually something else I've been doing as well. So like. I think I've put it up a couple of times. Like, I'm going to be playing Call of Duty for like the whole day to message me if anyone wants to jump on. And I've had a couple of people. So I started to play with like brands and followers and, and stuff. And I want to build that a bit more. And I've been kind of thinking about maybe doing Twitch. No. Well, that's really cool. That'd be sick. Like, if you do a Twitch stream and just get like, you know, you, you know, if people do like, you know, you can get donations and stuff through stream. Like, you could invest that donations towards your brand. Um, you could then then do like because I don't know if you've heard of Google Hangout, but that's quite a cool um, a cool thing that I noticed a lot of uh, Twitch streamers are doing because I I watch quite a few Twitch streams, but um, you can get it where like you can do a video call in a Google Hangout, and in Google Hangout you can have up to one hundred and fifty people in this in this Hangout. Oh my god, that would be crazy! You could literally instead of talking through like the mic on your headset. You can literally just talk to each other through this Google Hangout, but it shows on the screen as you're twi- as you're streaming your Twitch as well. So like, you could play a game, you could play like a, a game of COD with like twenty people, have them all in the Hangout, and then every one of your viewers can see what how they're reacting as well because it automatically. I don't know how it how it does it, but when you're on Google Hangout, if you say like you're in a chat with five people and one person spoke, but then a third person spoke the screen automatically changes to the most recent person who speaks. Uh, So so you can actually see them in real time talking. And then like, but the the only downfall to that is when everyone's talking over each other, the 
screen kind of jumps between like five different people at once. But yeah, like a, a Twitch stream yeah. would be really cool. Like getting like That's... getting your followers and getting yeah. people you've collaborated with to come in and play like yeah well that's what i was thinking like that's another way of then building that community because if people are like oh that brand's quite accessible like they know the face of the person we've chatted played a bunch of games like hang on on twitch or whatever i think that's something like something else i didn't see brands doing so yeah yeah um no that's a really cool idea uh i'm not <laughs> right I'll finish off with a few little things. So, what is your go-to song to enter a boxing ring? Because I feel you can you can tell a lot about a person based on the song that they'd enter a boxing ring with. Hmm. I don't know. So, off the top of my head, I don't know. I was going to sound really Um I think it would be like Slayer, Rain and Blood, because yeah. I think that would, yeah. I think it's got to be. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that would make sense because that song is is really good, but you can only listen to it to a certain point and then you kind of get yeah. bored. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking that would probably be the song that I'd. Yeah, no, um, so, I mean, I don't know. Have you have you given it any thought? What would yours uh, be? At the moment, I I listen to a song uh, that I haven't heard for ages. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, they're called Comeback Kid. Um, they're quite a hardcore band. Uh, Right, and they've got a song called "Losing Sleep," and there's a, a a section in the song where it kind of goes a bit heavy, and then it just kind of does this mad little like drum solo and all this stuff. And I, for some reason, as soon as I heard it for the first time in it, for forever, I was like, "That'd be such a sick song to go into a boxing ring to." So now, I, out of nowhere, for some reason, I just ask people like, "What would you go into a boxing ring listening to? Like, what would your enter in enter to a boxing ring song be?" So at the moment. That's mine. That's um, it's quite a weird question. I think I might steal that and start yeah. using it. <laughs> I'm, I'm always full of questions because I'm really nosy. I like to know what what's about people and what people are about, and you know, little stupid, mad little things about them. So I'm always down for and asking questions. Um, yeah, it's just it's just mad. But um, I've got little just little stupid random ones like what's what's one common myth. Um, about like the clothing brand sort of profession that you think you could debunk. Like, is there anything out there that people kind of think, oh, this is what it's about being in a clothing brand, but then because you're in the in that sort of environment, you're like, no, actually, it's it's like this. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think. The only thing that, that like kind of comes to mind is that people think it's super easy, and it is literally just putting art on a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not always that because you see the the like I've seen it with brands and and people that say like oh, I'm gonna start with a hundred pounds and I got the one design and then it took off from there and now like a couple of years later and I'm massive. And like, yeah, that's like one person's story, but it is actually harder yeah. than that. Like, you have to keep doing stuff and trying things, and something will, will work. So yeah, I think that's the only kind of like a common misconception I can think of that people literally just think it's you slap something on a t-shirt, jack up the price to like 30 quid, make a whole bunch of profit, sell something else and then just rinse and repeat until you're a millionaire. You've got <laughs> like, to have that passion for it as well though, haven't you? You know, it's not always about money. Like, but... Yeah, I think you can kind of pick the brands. Like if you look at a brand and follow them for a bit, you can kind of see if they're in it for like the money 
or they're in it because they actually genuinely like that side of it. I completely agree. But um, yeah, I mean, I've only really got one more little thing that I'd like. Well, it's not like I'd like to ask you, but um, what advice would you give your 10 year old self and why? Hmm. Because um, I get the... quite a lot and I can never answer it. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. What is there anything in your life that you've done so far that you kind of think, shit, if I was to, or I don't know, another way you could word it is like, what would you, what advice would you give to your kid that you never got given to you, sort of thing? So, mm, that's a tough question. I think it would be like, the because I tried so many different things and I had so many things I wanted because I never knew what I wanted to do yeah. when like, I was older but I never had that guidance and passion side of it like instilled in me so I was just like oh I want to do this and I tried it and then didn't succeed straight away and I was like oh, I'm done with this but in actual fact if I'd have probably had that little bit of like no you know you, I can see some real like passion or like some promise here just keep at it and try it then I might have done something different so yeah, I guess it's just try and stick with stuff for a little bit longer yeah, than yeah. you did. No, that makes sense. That's quite. That's probably the best answer that I've had since asking people that sort of thing. Because like, I'm really nosy, so I like to ask people random shit. Yeah, there's some quite like weird questions that I have to think about. Well, so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> for me, it's kind of like, um, I wish I'd maybe. I don't really give too many shits. Like no one can turn around and say, I don't really care what anyone thinks of me because somewhere subconsciously, everyone has that sort of shit. What, what are they thinking about me? But I kind of wish I had that. I really don't give a fuck what people think about what I want to do in life or how I dress or anything like that. I kind of wish I had that sooner than I did. That, that could be one thing because mm-hmm. like I'm very stuck in my ways about like the music taste I like, the way I dress. Like I don't dress like a weirdo or anything, but you know everyone can dress how they want. But like the type of music I'm into, like I I quite like pop punk music and like hardcore music. But where I'm from, it's not really a popular style of music. So I don't really have many friends around here that like listen to the same music as me, sort of thing. So. That kind of got to me for a while, but now I'm just like, why the fuck did I care? <laughs> like, Yeah, I think that's one of those things you're either instilled at like, an early age just not to give like, a shit about anybody else and what they think, or it's something you develop as you get older and you're like, actually, it doesn't matter. All these people have the same insecurities yeah. and feel the same way I do. It's just that they're trying to mask it through... Like, like putting it's other like people my down. parents, they're very anti-body mods. So when I was, like, getting tattoos and piercings and stuff, they hated it, like, to a with a passion. And then when I told them that I was going to do tattooing as a career, um, my dad actually never spoken, spoke to me for a while. Um, he was, like, so, so, like, how can you how can you do this as a career? Like, no, you need to go and get a trade. Like, you need to be an electrician or you need to be a plumber or something like that. And I'm like, well, no, because I don't enjoy it. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to prove to you that you can make a career from it. Um, so that's that's what I'm doing at the moment. Trying to trying to change his opinion on this this industry because he's very old school where he doesn't feel like... He's old school in the sense that um, 
I, I mean, like over in Korea and Japan and stuff, like in some places, it's still illegal to get tattoos. He's kind of like, oh, tattoos are related to like mobs and gangs and stuff. And I don't want you to be portrayed in that sort of field. And I'm like, well, I'm not, if, if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah, I think it's definitely like a, an older generation thing that it's it doesn't like people don't think like that anymore. But that is gen- yeah. yeah, like an older, but, older generation. Yeah, I could, that's that's probably what I'd do. I kind of hoped and wished that I'd given less fucks um, sooner. But yeah, that's um, that's basically all the questions that I had for you. I I probably more off my head, but I'd be here all day, and I'm presuming that you want to get on with with your day doing stuff rather than talking to me for hours and hours. Sorry, I haven't got any more questions. I know I kind of burned through all mine. Um, yeah, so thanks for, for coming on and chatting. Um, it's been a real good one. It's, it's always really interesting to, like, A, like, guess what people are going to sound like. Time on all and then, like, podcasts so vibed, and, like, it's kind of cool to, like, see what people, like, so- sound like. It's so odd, but it really is because like I've chatted to you a bunch of times on Instagram. I don't really know because I haven't really seen any videos of you really yeah, talking or anything. So yeah, every time it's like a complete shock. I'm like, oh, my accent's really cool. weird because right. like I'm I'm from Wales, but I moved to Yorkshire for four years and then I moved back, so I've kind of got a bit of a Yorkshire twang. But because I'm from North Wales, I don't have that proper stereotypical Gavin and Stacey sort of accent. But, yeah, like, it's a bit <laughs> of a weird one. Because I literally from my from my bedroom window you can see the Wirral, so like we're really close to Liverpool way and like that sort of area. So we've kind of got a bit of a Scouse twang to the accent as well. So it's very weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Weird accent. Yeah, it's de- yeah, it's definitely interesting to hear guess what people are going to sound like, and then just trying to almost preempt if the conversation's going to be good yeah. or usable. Like because that's the worry. He, loads of people are like, oh yeah, no, I'll be on your podcast. I'm like, oh god, is, is it is it is it going to be bad though? And if it's bad, and if I don't use it, how yeah. awkward is that then going to be? But genuinely, they've all been really good. Like every single one I've done so far, I haven't felt like I. I mean, like I've edited little bits out. Like I feel like I could just post the whole thing almost, and it would yeah. be absolutely fine. So yeah, it's been real nice. It's, uh, it's been good to have you on and, and chat and. Hopefully you've got something out of it because I, I know I've got a couple of like things I'm definitely yeah, going to sure. look at and try. So. Like I said, cheers for having me on and for dropping me a message to get me a part of it. And yeah, we'll definitely um, have have a chat about a collab for some clothes soon or something if you if you if you're down for that idea because I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, man, that definitely needs to happen. I've got a couple of um, ideas or ways that I might want to do it so I'll um I'll let you know awesome take care I'll speak to you soon see you later